Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with Comic Brian Lloyd. Brian Lloyd, how the hell are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, good. Thank you so much for coming on and, and let people know where they can find you online. I know I follow you on Twitter, and I, you're I'm Brian Lloyd, and it sounds like you're that for Instagram as well. Yeah, same thing on uh, Twitter, Instagram at I'm Brian Lloyd. Uh, you can check out my website as well, thebrianlloyd.com. Uh, it's criminally out of date, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. check it at some point. You you might get something new. Yeah, it, so- it sounds like it is because you had sent me via Dropbox a sweet uh, stand-up clip from the comic strip, and then you let me know that it was not on your website yet, and it's like, man, that shit's hilarious. Put it on Twitter at least. Yeah, I really need to get it out there and start promoting my stand-up. I've mostly just been promoting like you know stuff I edit and, and random little nonsense, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm way behind the times for a guy that's you know 23. <laughs> Yeah, for for that it's like the website is for people like me, you know, the forty year olds. But you know, for a twenty three year old man, that shit should be just fucking everywhere, you know, spliced into a TikTok and then put on Instagram and all these fucking things. Yeah, I need to do more dances. I think I think that'll get me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll that'll I'll blow up. I'll... <laughs> And uh, yeah, also via the Dropbox was a short video that was still, uh, you have to add a voiceover to it, but the short film was great. And so I wanted to talk to you about some of the, uh, I don't know, similarities and differences, of, you know, between the stand-up and the, the film and kind of, uh, you know, what, you know, if you think of something funny, um, how do you know whether or not it's going to go on stage or in film or is there a way to do it so it's both? Um, it's... It's kind of just trial and error. I mean, there's some stuff that I'll think of that I know won't play on stage. Okay. And that's that's kind of the stuff that I've been thinking about a little lately without being able to go on stage. Um, yeah. But it, it's definitely like, you know, I, I'll take it to like a mic or, or a show and I'll try and work in some new stuff. And I can feel that some stuff's funny when it doesn't hit. And usually you know, I'll go up with garbage and I'll be like, oh, well, this is garbage um but if it's something I, I really like and it won't work after a few times um that's when i'll start to try and rework it into something that's maybe a little more visual okay um like the thing you mentioned for example like um it's a, a parody cologne commercial basically yeah. um and it and you know plays off of like the matthew mcconaughey style of you know celebrity so- center face with like a ridiculous <laughs> voiceover um and like, like his, yeah, his link, nothing his lincoln lincoln car, lincoln car commercials yes exactly exactly yeah. um so like that's something where it's like yeah i could try and talk about that on stage but if no one's seen those commercials they're not going to know what's going on um uh, and that's a problem that i've had like not with that specifically but that is a problem i've had with you know i i'm a, a cinephile and like a huge movie person so if i ever try and talk about like certain tropes or stuff that I just see over and over again, or like ridiculous things in movies. It's like not everyone has seen like this random, you know, kung fu movie from like '78. But I can, <laughs> but I can write that and shoot it, and then it's yeah. like, oh, at least you're seeing what I'm getting across, even yeah. without the reference material in front of you. So it's it's kind of a trial and error type deal. 
yeah, you can give me some visual clues um, with the whole, yeah, with a, you could call up the Matthew McConaughey commercials by shooting it the way you did, you know, the kind of the low, you know, the dramatic uh, looking off into the, di the distance and things like that. But then it takes an abs absurd turn, you know, with that, I, because I didn't hear the voiceover, I had no fucking clue where that thing was going. <laughs> and then, you know, when you hit the absurd subway shot for like, how the fuck did you film that? It was hilarious. But how did you film it? So um, we filmed water. that over. Yeah, we actually had to film that two or three different nights. Because <laughs> um, once I <laughs> once I destroy my pants, it's <laughs> um, it's, you know, so for anyone that I mean, it, it's not out there yet. But when it is out there, it's it, it ends with my character pissing himself on the subway so um and yeah we, rushing water from beneath your butt how did you even do that i had a piece of vinyl tubing running <laughs> up my back down into my pants with a um water balloon behind me and it actually didn't work as intended and it worked out better but the mouth of the balloon sort of fell off the end of the vinyl tube because okay. we were just using dental floss to hold it on so it was you know not very sturdy clearly uh so it ended up just pooling down my back yes and just leaking out between both my legs so it actually worked better it had like this waterfall effect yeah which is probably closer to what it would look like if you pissed yourself but um yeah, it, it was supposed to just be like a stream down the leg, and we shot that twice, and we just didn't have the camera movement to back it up. But we went over to the seven, the last stop in the seven at thirty fourth and Hudson Yards, okay. and we were just bouncing back and forth between subways. So I take, I live in Queens, so I take the seven every day. So I know that by like six o'clock, like six thirty, there's not really anybody on it. Okay, uh, and. At that subway stop, there's just always at least two trains sitting there. Okay. So we're, like, picking up all our shit, running to the next one before it leaves, like, trying to time it, trying to avoid MTA workers, trying to avoid people. Uh, the, the final shot that we went with, there were actually a family. There was actually a family sitting at the other side of the car, and they were very confused. <laughs> ah. Um, but yeah, it was fun. just like just like every other McC McConaughey commercial. I mean, he pisses himself after the camera cuts. Yeah, I think he's. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, yeah, I love you know like and things in your stand up. I mean, are you thinking about turning that pacemaker bit into any sort of video? Um, I mean, kind of. Uh, so I've been writing a web series for the last couple months, and uh, it doesn't directly involve the pacemaker yet. Um, but the character that I would play does end up going to the doctor because he, he gets a head injury. Um, and I don't want to get too into how that plays out because it has right. to do with some specific stuff. But, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, it plays off the idea that my entire family goes to the same doctor because we all have the same issues. Oh, okay. Uh, so like even me, like, you know, I, I'm not... You know, I don't have high blood pressure yet, but like I will, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple bits about my family that just ne for some reason never worked on stage that I thought were funny. And I kind of just worked into a scene with my doctor in um, my character's doctor where they play off the idea that he has, you know, all this familiarity. So, you know, um, 
<sighs> fuck, and it does boil down to a dick joke at the end. That, like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do like playing with the idea that like he has a essentially a trial period. Like he, so he has my grandpa, and my dad to like sort of tinker with, and then he can get me right. Um, <laughs> I love that. It's also funny because you're yeah. like, yeah, you know, like. Like you're like, oh well, you know, he could you you could also be diagnosed with something and be like, well, my dad doesn't have that, my grandpa doesn't have that, and the doctor's like, yeah, it's a new thing, and you're like, fuck, you <laughs> know what I mean? Because isn't that the way? I mean, you're like, oh shit, you know, because it's the same way in my family. My dad's got a shitty back, so now I'm like, yeah, my back hurts, and I'm probably gonna get it too, or you know, my mom has this, but I, you know, I have no indication of that, so maybe that dodged a generation, and you know, but then maybe I just fucking came up with new shit on my own, you know. Yeah, I, I'm worried that that's going to be balding for me. I yeah. I would, you know, you, you'd think it would be more serious, like cancer doesn't really happen in my family. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, balding. Like, my, no, my, my dad's side doesn't really bald, but my mom's side does. And uh, she was having some hair issues, so I'm like, damn. Like, they say, <laughs> it, it, they say it comes from your mom's side, and if your mom's having some hair issues, then that's probably not a good sign. But then yeah. maybe it skipped a generation. I don't know. I Just guess I'll find get, out. Get married young, and so they don't know about these issues. So they don't see the balding yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. And so um, I guess this means that everything that you write can go somewhere. And so is it nice to know that, you know, sitting down and going through a writing session, you know that, hey, you know, this might go to Twitter, this might go to Instagram, this might go to stand-up, and this might go to the video. I mean, you really have an incentive to just write all day long because there's no uh, limiting factor. Because if something doesn't have enough context on stage, you can give it that context in a video. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd say the, the hardest part has been you know, almost trying to figure out where to funnel my time into. Because um, oh, yeah. it's like, you know, if I'm prepping for a shoot, like I might not do, you know, I might go out of my way to not get up on stage for like a couple weeks so I can nail that shoot. Really? So it, it's always like this thing. Um, well, I, I'm like, a, I like over obsess about prepping for for certain stuff like breaking down scripts and, and getting my my shot lists in order and everything um so that's been my my hardest thing is just like balancing my own time and and trying to figure out where i want to devote most of that time to because it always feels guilty if i'm doing one or the other like they they do all tie into each other and it is nice yeah um but it is one of those things like you know if i if I dedicate more time here, will it do better? It's, you know, I'm constantly playing tug of war with myself. I I know part of me does think that that helps whatever it is my process is, though. So, I mean, I guess we'll find out in like 10 years if yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, the, if it worked or not. <laughs> and the, and the, the quarantine has probably made certain decisions for you, you know, like so in the short term, at least you're not going to have much of a choice. You're going to be like, oh, OK, well, I can, you know, write write jokes. I can, you know, write you know, film treatments or whatever, I can shoot uh, short videos of just myself talking to the camera. But at some point, you're just going to have to, you know, go back out there and prioritize. And that's, you know, it, it, do you like one more than the other? I mean, do, are you fine with being famous as a, you know, director or a comic? Or would you prefer one or the other? I mean, I'd settle for being famous for anything. Uh, yeah. Just, and just, oh, not, not anything, not like, <laughs> not like bad. Like I don't want people to think I'm like a not, not like a Nazi or something. But yeah, not, not infamous, right? Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I ask myself that like every day and yeah. it and it, it always kind of dictates what I work on like that day or the next couple days. Um, you know, lately it's been easier. I haven't really been involved in any like, you know, Zoom comedy or like Instagram, like live stream stuff. Like I just don't really dig that um, personally. So, you know, I have been focusing a little bit more on, on stuff to shoot once, you know, I can go back outside a little more freely without worrying about like, you know, anything or people getting mad at me or whatever. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I think that that can be, you know, a nice thing in the, in the near term because the other one just seems a little dangerous to me about going to like, you know, going to fucking, you know, being on a bar show with, you know, 10 comics and 40 people in the audience. You're like, this is the worst case scenario. Like everybody, <laughs> all these people in close quarters laughing, you know, outputting <laughs> as far as droplets or whatever. Like it seems the most dangerous fucking thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I kind of go back and forth on on the the severity of what's going on currently. Okay. I was I was super serious. Oh, actually, no. I, I started out being um, like not acknowledging it at all, and then like the week before, the weekend before we got locked down, um, I was at the gym, and I was on my way home, and I was just like, I feel terrible. And then I didn't uh-huh. leave the house for a few days, and. Uh, I think that might have just been in my head a little bit. And then I got super serious about it. And now I'm back to like, I don't know, like my conspiracy, like my tinfoil brain, (laughs) like just doesn't allow me to not see alternative possibilities. I'm not saying that like the government released the virus or anything. I'm not like that crazy. But uh, when we start talking about like months of people not being able to leave their house, it's, it's, uh, it definitely gets my, uh, my conspiracy brain churning yeah yeah a lot of that shit yeah it's like i was reading all these articles about it and and they were always written by like an epidemiologist or some shit okay the thing we should do is you know everybody stays home and then if somebody gets it they they admit that they have it and they trace everybody came into contact with and i'm like this is not going to happen ever in america ever and then you finally see all these articles being like yeah american is too libertarian and too free to want to do this bullshit like nobody's ever going to download one of these contract uh, contact tracing apps or whatever it's just never going to fucking happen and so i'm finally you know i'm just happy to see that my skepticism about this you know stay home forever it's it's just it didn't bear out in america i just had a feeling it wouldn't and it didn't like people are fucking out there like crazy right now yeah, it it's just, like all aspects of it are just wild. Like it's just crazy. Like everything about it. And I made the mistake of watching like a couple zombie movies right when this started. <laughs> so that definitely influenced my thinking for a few weeks where it was like I not that I thought that it was like a zombie outbreak, but I was like if anything happened like that we would be cooked as a species like absolutely like not even like the the right like the protests and everything um tying into it too is so wild because like for weeks i was like telling my friends i'm like yo watch like there's gonna be a revolution like we're gonna figure out the money's made up and (laughs) that like resources are like (laughs) like like for the most part completely you know made up value and we're gonna like the people are gonna just revolt, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, like if you watch Train to Busan, which is a great Korean zombie movie, like 
you start to realize like, oh, this stuff is just gonna like, there's no way to really contain anything if that happens. Yeah. And then once you, I, I'm di- diving too into like my the fanfic in my mind for the <laughs> alternate alternate reality of the world we live in. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll cut it off a little bit there because I can go on about this for hours and i wish i couldn't but but at, yeah at, so at some point though your brain started turning around and realizing that maybe some of those things didn't come to fruition yeah i mean it was just kind of like exciting because it, it felt like you know I, I guess the last time that something like this would have felt similarly would have been like 9 11 maybe but i was very yeah. young when that happened right. um though my birthday party did get almost canceled which was a bummer my my birthday's in september okay um but yeah it was mcdonald's birthday which people don't do that anymore and i went away to college with like a lot of rich white kids and they're like mcdonald's birthday are you garbage and i'm like maybe i don't know i grew up but... a lot of people had mcdonald's birthday parties um uh... but uh <laughs> but yeah it it like it felt everything about this just felt different like it felt like something was changing i don't know if that's like being optimistic towards social change or just acknowledging that like nothing that's happening right now is really precedent because even in past pandemics or like health scares we haven't had you know the media coverage that we have now and the political divide all happening at the same time it's just wild stuff yeah and so like is any of this way gonna make is any of this stuff gonna make its way into your act either stand up or videos like kind of just so, wack wackadoodle stuff that's going on right now. Yeah, I I've been thinking about that, and I was consciously trying not to write because I had a couple ideas and I was bouncing it off my writing partner, um, and we were just after like one day we're just like you know everyone's gonna do this right yeah and we're like yeah yeah and they already so, they already did it by now you know and the, it's and, already and, out right, there and exactly. like crazy and, yeah and they already did it by now so like that's one thing with the you know the team of people I work with on on my videos and my shorts is, you know, for better or worse, you know, we've tried to establish, you know, we're a little bit less concerned about frequency in churning out content and quality. We think that there's a, you know, a happy medium between, you know, shooting everything you can in one day on your iPhone and taking months at a time to shoot with the best quality equipment. So we're trying to find like a middle ground where, you know, maybe we don't post as much, but we do have the best quality stuff that we can work with on our budget. Um, So we wouldn't get that timetable around for something to be too topical. Um, So in terms of videos, I've tried to shift away from that. I have written a couple things that deal a little bit more in like just isolation and that type of stuff. So less like, you know, less hard hitting on like the specifics of what we're going on. And then in terms of stand up, you know, when we can get back on stage, I, I mean, it'll be similarly, like everyone's going to come out with their, you know, five minutes on, on the quarantine. But if I can connect that back to, you know, specifically to like what my family's been doing or, or something like that, then maybe I'll run with it. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to just jump into the same well as everyone else. Uh, yeah. That's just boring to me. Yeah, it's going to come off as pretty hacky when 10 of the 10 of the comedians have the same fucking material. Yeah, I, like I remember when I first started stand up, I, I ended up at a uh, I went to a place because I thought there was a mic. 
and it turned out that there was a show. So I was like, all right, like I'll hang around for the show. Okay. And um, it started out like pretty funny, and and then like by like the third or fourth guy in, I was like, oh, so everyone's doing the same joke about smoking <laughs> weed and jerking off. All right, yeah. cool, cool. Don't so, do that. <laughs> so that's been one of those things where it's like, you know, add it to the list of of what you. If you're going to talk about it, try and at least make it a little inventive or specific yeah. to yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm getting from your act, and, and people should always check you. It's, I mean, you got to put that that stand-up clip up so that people know that, you know, your material, it comes from, a you know, maybe an autobiographical place, but it's, you know, it's just original, and you take an original idea and you put it into just an absurd, you know, kind of ends up in an absurd, hilarious place, kind of like, you know, that video, you know, of you fucking peeing yourself all over the stuff. <laughs> that was amazing, and, and they'll, be, they'll be able to track all this stuff at thebrianloyd.com. And, you know, at Twitter and Instagram, you're on Brian Lloyd. Yes, sir. Yes, cool. sir. And you know what? For you, I will start posting some clips. Dude, well, I'm a follower, so I'll know if you don't. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brian Lloyd. Thank you for having me, man. It was a good time.